Live and Create podcast. It's where I interview artists and entrepreneurs about what it means to live a great life and create great things. And before we jump into today's podcast, I'd love for you to check out my band, Run With It. We just dropped a new track called At Least You Tried. It's on all the streaming platforms, or you can go check it out at runwithitband.net. That's runwithitband.net, or you can follow us on any of the social platforms at Run With It Band. That's at Run With It Band. Today's episode is a special throwback from this past summer. It was a live event held during the Boulevardia Festival. It features Sylvia and Veronica from the clothing company Parami and Enrique, the lead singer of the internationally touring band Making Movies. It was also hosted by the talented Hartzell, host of Sporting KC. And in this episode, the guests share their stories of creativity and entrepreneurship, and then we take a deep dive into learning how to embrace exactly who you are, despite what any other person or culture at large thinks about it. Uh, there were some moments where I was almost crying because of how powerful the stories that were shared. Uh, it's a great episode. Enjoy. The Live and Create Podcast. Full strength, yeah. We got the full, full. strength. We All right, let's go ahead and do this now then. All right, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, here on the podcast stage, it is live and create. Miguel, my brother, take uh, it yeah. a way. There it is. There he is. That's how you vamp. That's how you vamp right there. You can't walk in front of the, the, the thing. Boom. <laughs> Hartzell, give it up for Hartzell right there. What's up, guys? My name is Miguel, and uh, I am the host of the Live and Create podcast. It's normally like an hour, hour and 15 minutes per guest. Today, it's much shorter and three guests, uh, but it's going to be great. We got Parami, we got Sylvia and Veronica from Parami. Give it up for them. Here we go. We got Enrique, lead singer of the band Making Movies, playing today, 5 o'clock, right, on the Fountain stage. That's right. So, and you're just coming back from like another whirlwind tour kind of thing going all over? Not, not coming back, in, in the middle of it. In the middle of it. He's yep. just taking a quick little stop home in there. But we're going to hang out a little bit kind of talking about Parami. You, you ladies have been building something incredible. So I, I was really inspired by the fact that when the world kind of ended is when you were inspired to, to spark something new that maybe you'll uh, like inspire other people. Could you kind of break down like where the vision of Parami started for you? Absolutely. It was really the pandemic and all the expectations, right? We were stuck with kids at home, having to be a teacher and counselor and, you know, care provider and really realizing we lost kind of our sense of self. And so Parami came about as a really cry for help to save ourselves and make sure that Veronica stays Veronica, Sylvia stays Sylvia. And so that's where it came about. And then after we kind of launched our concept out there into the world, we realized a lot of Latinas were feeling this way. We were, they, we, they were siloed, they were overloaded, and they were having very little space to explore their own needs, wants, desires, dreams. And so that's why we're here, to make a space for us to be just ourselves. I, I love that. Now, what was the, the first thing that you stepped out in to make that happen, like as far as like nuts and bolts, like the first the product or craft that you guys jumped into? Absolutely. So our first one, we wanted it to be a trendsetter item. So we actually uh, came up with the slogan, no soy tu chacha, which means I am not your maid. <laughs> and so we put it on a coffee cup. We put it on a coffee cup and a mug and said, if she doesn't have the voice to say that yet at home, at least she can carry around this cup and just kind of show it to you and place it where it needs to be seen um, as a way for her to you know, pass on the chores and say, not everything's my job. And right. so now we have it 
on the tank top as well, but that was our first product. Uh, no soy tu chacha, really the trendsetter for the brand. Yeah. One thing that inspired me as we were talking yesterday a little bit, uh, we, we, I stopped in their booth. Where, where's your booth? Like, it's like right over here, right? right so make sure you guys, like, is there like a number to the booths or something? Oh, gosh. There isn't, right. but right, we're right across the restrooms. You so so right wrong. across from the restrooms, make sure you guys check in. Spot. But I stopped in checking out the shirts, hella cool shirts. I'm loving them. But I was inspired by that idea of like, like empowering the woman to simply be who she is. Yeah. And, th and that's, that's a journey I've been on, like even my wife and I, where we, after like you have the kids, like we have four boys and we're living life. I'm touring, doing all, well, was touring, getting, finally getting back to it now that you can. Um, what we discovered is like we lost a sense. I lost a sense of just simply being a man and like accepting that. But for her, there were even more. I think it compounds more for a woman and hearing her share that voice. And it sounds like that's been for you. It's like helping women to truly embrace, especially Latino women, who they are personally. What's that? What are some stories that stick out to you where you've seen that inspiration? Yeah. Oh, gosh, <clears throat> I would say when we first started, I think when it, I, that kind of aha moment was like, because we do our lives, we have Wind Down Wednesday, but when I had one wait, of the- Wait, wait, what is it? Wind Down Wednesday. Wind Down Wednesday. It was like, more like a wind down, but then sometimes it's like our wind down, you know, <laughs> like we, we, we vent as well. There but you like, you know, recording ourselves and kind of getting out there, it kind of drew more followers and women to- uh, start recording their like makeup tutorials or their skincare and other of our friends kind of like got out there and started their podcast and I was like wow these ladies and followers are looking up to us and you know giving them their inspiration to go out and do their thing and I was right. like we're out here making a difference and that's when it was like we're, we're doing something big out here oh yeah that's yeah, awesome it was awesome now you guys are making a huge impact here in Kansas City but again I was inspired like I, I all all around inspired by our conversation, but I was inspired to hear that you guys basically have like these international aspirations of like distribution. And can you break down what the vision is, the dream, like Absolute, the bigger piece of it? Absolutely. The dream is really to represent when we did kind of our market research, we realized there was not like Latina owned initiatives out there, particularly in the Midwest. And so our hope is to continue growing this apparel line, continue working and collaborating with local artists. We also believe you know, local Latinx art that belongs on apparel and creating an avenue for doing that. And then the long-term vision is also to, uh, you know, start outsourcing back from our home countries, Mexico, El Salvador, these makers and producers that are doing great work and how can we have that, those items available here because part of what we suffer being here is getting homesick, right? Yeah. We do really get homesick. And so uh, we believe this could be a win-win where, you know, uh, people down south in El Salvador, in Mexico, Ecuador, we can give back a little bit with businesses aligned to our mission that back there, but also provide the need of, of cultural representation here for the community and the Latinas here that we long for that so much, right. you know? And kind of connecting all the worlds together. Absolutely. That's really cool. Now, this concept of ownership, you know, obviously you, you all started your own business, like you own a piece of it. And you were breaking down how you felt like in the Latino community that ownership necessarily wasn't there, like the opportunities for it, and you're wanting to open up. What's that look like for you to help inspire other people to own a piece of the art, own a piece of the businesses that they're part of, not just, like, I guess, consume from it? Absolutely. You know, I think we have a lot of entrepreneurship within our, within our culture. What I believe is that we're siloed within our culture just alone, right? And so I think part of our push is 
helping to inspire, hoping to inspire other makers, producers, artists, or whomever to say, branch out beyond the bubble you're in. Branch out and really own the thing because we need this representation beyond the bubble that we're in. And so that's what we're trying to hope and inspire people to put, you know, trying to push them to do a little bit more. And also really um, pay what, or you know, charge what they're worth. We we tend to undersell our products, undersell our services and really saying, let's raise the bar because we do provide quality, we provide culture, we provide a sense of self and a service to the community. And what's the really, the value there? And, and we constantly see that being undervalued and under mm. um, underpriced. And so hopefully we are inspire them to think bigger. Uh, you know, we try not to stick with a small, business concept idea because we think that limits our potential right. and so you're like i got a worldwide distribution we, plan exactly. like that's what we, we, we are doing right here right now yeah <laughs> dream big and go big it. hell yeah well it's interesting because i feel like just personal development i think is what ultimately like will grow your entrepreneurship right and so that concept of people will treat you how you teach them to treat you right yep. so if you don't draw the lines if you don't draw that those boundaries with people, uh, right? We suffer personal consequences. But like what you said, I hear that same concept in business when people say, charge what you're worth. Sometimes we're like, we're too afraid to say, no, we're worth this. And it's just like, I've seen some bands where, and you've probably like lived this life, right? Where I remember making 75 bucks at a club and we're like, shit, we just made 75 bucks. We made some money. That's cool. And then I remember driving to like uh, a show on the road and we got a $1,500 check and I wanted to run into the van and like, go, go, go. They're going to take it back because I was afraid like we weren't worth that. But then suddenly when you accept like, no, this is the value I'm bringing and this is what we're worth. This is the value we bring to you. So I, I think that idea of just charging what you're worth is such a powerful concept for anyone in general. But yeah, I... Yeah. What what does that look like for you? Was that just an easy step or was there like a progression kind of like where did you have the run in the van and try to run away so they don't steal the money back uh, <laughs> moment for you guys? We were. We were initially so afraid. We're like, are we overcharging? I mean, what, it, you know, it was kind of a comp. We needed that confidence boost. Yeah. I think and we had so, so many conversations about it as well together right. as a team. Like, where, where do we put ourselves at? You know, what what are we worth? Your talent and your art is is valuable and you're unique right. and you know like we say charge what you're worth so Hell yeah have those conversations with your team and we did <laughs> <laughs> I, and it's interesting there uh i had an interview earlier this week as a song her name's chris angelis uh she's a songwriter out of la and great insights uh in there and that was one thing she learned uh she was talking to a manager of like i, th I think it was like brandy carlisle like a backstage kind of hangout thing and the manager asked her oh, you're a singer-songwriter. And she's like, yes. And, uh, and he goes, are you any good? And she's like, I stumbled on my words. And then he just looks at her and goes, if you don't think you're good, why would I care to listen to what you're, you're putting out there? And it sounds harsh, but it's kind of like that thing, like you have, to have the confidence to know your value. So yeah. now you ladies, and we got Erica out here. I don't, okay, she's okay that I pointed <laughs> out here. You ladies seem to have a, a great vibe. What's that like working together? Like, is there certain personalities that one of you is more like the wild one, let's try this crazy thing, and the other, is that, Erica? Is that why you didn't let her on the mic? Is that, um, it was gonna get nuts? So <laughs> no that'll comments. be the post interview, we'll do that back there, and it's gonna get crazy. Everyone come around, we'll record it. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was just curious what that looks like for you, like as far as who holds people accountable, who's the one who's like trying to do the, like kind of pushing things along for you guys. 
I think it's a little bit of all of us, but uh, really, you know, uh, all of us came together, how to figure out what the, what the talents and skills were, but I think we all kind of push the train. So like Sylvia does all of our event PR, you know, she does all that role. And then Erica, obviously marketing, I'm CEO. So I do kind of the vision long, long-term strategy. And then we have Nayeli who's a fashion major. And so she does all the designing, picking the products, making sure everything's aligned. So we've tried to build a system and a concept as holistic as possible. Yeah. Um, and we're still learning. We're still, we're two years in, we're learning so much, but we're so excited of the... Veronica's so humble. The wealth, the wealth. <laughs> she's like, oh yeah, it's so nice. No, she she put our team together. She's like, guys, I have this dream. This is what I want to do. She had a freaking PowerPoint, brought us all over. You had a PowerPoint, we're, I love she it. She had a PowerPoint ready, yes. and I will never forget that. And I was like, I want to <laughs> do anything with you. I'll rob a bank with you the way you presented that. Like, let's do it. But Robbing I th- banks, yeah, okay, wait, so that, know, what, you know we got I mean. a third podcast after this. <laughs> yeah. Robbie, are you going to be in on that I one? You <laughs> be part of that it'll be your next music video totally. yeah we'll make a song about it right <laughs> but you know she pulled from the strengths of each person of the team and i think that's important whether it's a band or it's a company or whatever it is absolutely pulling from the strengths of each person is gonna what help succeed in your whatever venture you're in so absolutely. she put us all in the right places and i think we're all doing really great at this hell yeah that's cool now for you to have that sense it, was there like a mentor that came along in the past for you or is that just something that's a, a natural piece? Like you, natural. you like to help people shine in. I'm an in educator the by trade. Oh, okay. And I teach young people. I actually teach entrepreneurship, and so I didn't want to be a theory teacher. Uh-huh. I did not know I was going to start a business this early. It really, the <laughs> the pandemic propelled that so much faster than I thought. Yeah, but this early and then right during the middle of a world shutdown. Why not? Exactly. Why? So I think it was just kind of a transferable skill. I help build young people and. Yeah, I think it's probably a natural. It's natural. She would know. Sure. She, we've known each other since we were 12, 13, 12. so she yeah. would know. We okay. all went to school together. We've all lived in the same neighborhood together, and it nice. was just it felt right, and it's worked out, and it's been almost two years, and it's, it's awesome. I love it. Now, they said earlier that you're the fighter of the group, and then at that point, you grabbed one of the knives that was on the table, and I didn't <laughs> fully understand what was happening. It, it wasn't like a real knife. It was like one of those like box cutter things, just yeah. so you guys know. It was like, we're safe. I'm like a little sweet, like a little sweet and a little hood, you know? Oh, okay. (laughs) But I'm professional. (laughs) I was just wondering what the the story was behind that. Or can Um, you tell that? I mean, I just, you know, I've grown up with, you know, decisions to make in my life. And Uh uh, it's been rough. And I always come out stronger than I was, you know, things happening. So I have lots of stories. But, you know, I just am thankful for who I am now. And thanks to I have someone great to lean on and someone to, like, really push me. Uh, and I think that's important, you know, who's your who's your support system? Right. You know, and when I'm falling apart, I'm like, Vettel, I need a moment. Like, <laughs> please. Um, and I think that's important, you know, who's your support system? Who's behind you? Who's pushing you to be you and do better? Mm-hmm. And thanks to her and other people, like, I'm where I'm at. So fighter or not, like, I'm here. So you're going to just keep pushing through? I'm going to keep pushing through. through. I've made it and been blessed to be a mom of three. And I quit my 15-year career and going back to school to be a licensed esthetician. And, like, um, you know, you don't believe you make crazy decisions, but you do. And it turns out great because if you're confident and strong and, you know, you could just go for it. You know, go for it. Absolutely. And that's what I hope to do with being part of this company is to give other Latinas and other women and other just people in general that, like, you know, that strength and that oomph, like, you can do it. It's never too late. It's never too early. I'm 34, and I'm just like, right. I'm going to do this, you know? So that's what I hope that we're doing for others out here. 
That's awesome. I love it. Now, are you guys also, are you in the middle of like hiring, recruiting people to build into what you're doing? Or are you like running with the three of you at this yeah, point? Yeah, not yet. We're just, there's four of us and we're really trying to kind of streamline the business and making sure we are doing these community events. Um, ideally, you know, the hope is that we do become a 15, 20 people, women-owned company here in KC that we're locally making everything and, you know, doing our even our own screen printing at some point. But right now, yeah, small team, small scale and, and trying to get out there in the community and get known that we're here and we're, we're here to stay, hopefully, you know. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, um, I'm always curious, like, the advice people would give to someone who's like a younger version of themselves, maybe. And maybe with you as an educator, I'm curious, like, say a young Latina girl walks in to your office and she, she's thinking, I want to take a step out, do a business. What's like the first one or two things you would say she needs to start with if you had the chance to sit down and talk with her? I would say you don't have to know everything, but you have to know somebody. Uh, this, you can't do this work alone. It really, for us, it's been mentors and other entrepreneurs in Kansas City. That's why the, the support's been so nice. So I would say you're gonna need, you don't know what you don't know, and you have to have the confidence to seek out the help that you need. I, those two points, nice. probably. I love that. Just humility in general can guide you. Great. It's like a, a weird merging of humility and confidence at the same time, it seems yeah. like. Yeah. So I love it. That's awesome. Well, give it up, para mi. Uh, make sure you guys check it out right right across from the restaurants. Yes, please <laughs> check there. us out. We're right across the, the porta potties, but we do have an exclusive uh, Boulevardia created. We created this item for Boulevardia, inspired by Boulevardia, and it was a great artist collaboration with Ricardo. He's also selling his artwork here. He's a Latino local artist, and so uh, yeah, come check out our booth, check out our swag, and check out that limited tea that uh, Sylvia right is sporting here. right here. So I love it. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thanks. That's really cool. I, and I'm jealous you got, I, I was trying to get a quirk before everything started and <laughs> I didn't at all. But dude, you doing good? I'm doing good, man. So I think it's been a few years since we've seen each other in person. We've seen each other through Zoom. That's right. Uh, <laughs> before. Oh. So you were episode like 20 or something on Live and Create yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a minute ago. Um, lots happened for you guys. And the biggest thing right now, like they... So Making Movies just dropped an album, and this killer, your guys' visuals right now on this movie video is, like, fantastic. Like, I, it, it feels like you're watching a movie. And, like, and then when listening to the album, like, you guys have always had this incredible energy, incre incredible synergy, but it just feels like there's, like, this next step. Like, damn, these guys just, like, launched into a whole new level right now. Are you guys feeling that way? Because that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. It, we are feeling that way. Um, you know, we're, we've been a band now for 12 years, and this, this album represents a, a decade of, like, we started writing the, the music and, and creating the album right as the shutdowns began. Mm -hmm. So it represents the kind of the decade-long journey of growth that we've been on. And, and a lot of the things that, that you all were saying was resonating with me. I'm, you know, was born in, in Santiago, Panama, moved to the United States when I was very young. Kansas City of all places, the plan was not even to stay here for the rest of our lives, but my, my parents just kept staying here and I ended up growing up here. So there's a, like a lot of the record is looking at ourselves and our, our identity and, and the, the pieces of our identity that we felt like we had to put into a corner in order to succeed or to assimilate or to, to, um, to kind of you know function in American society and then uh, 
kind of dealing with some of the hurt that comes from that, mm. and and the ex- and getting coming to a place of, of self acceptance and, and general forgiveness, forgiveness for ourselves for maybe the mistakes we've made, but also forgiveness for a world that is that is built with so much injustice and a in a society that is built in this nation that is not designed to to um, support us, support people of color. Right. It's a, a, a systematic racist society that we are plugging into. So. The only way, you know, there was a lot of anger in the music before, uh, subtly there, you know, and and not to say that there's not that energy in the new record, but part of it is to set aside the anger, and and come come to a sense of peace with all of this as as we move forward. And so I feel that that mixed with the fact we were recording while the world was locked down, where we would kind of bubble ourselves together and and go, go into a recording studio, it, it felt intense. We didn't know we were risking some things just to be in a room together. Mm-hmm. We were risking our potential health, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it felt like the music, if it wasn't life-changing music, then why are we mm. risking our life? You know, our, our bands have families. Like some bubblegum shit. Like, why did we do this? Why, why? would we do that? <laughs> so I think that we all felt that, and and now we're feeling it in 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 the show and and on this record, which I which we're very proud of. That's really interesting. Where you say like certain things that you put in a corner to kind of like almost survive in the current system of the way the world works. Would you mind unpacking maybe like one or two of those things that you felt like in your own self-discovery? What are some things that you felt like you had to hide about yourself or maybe put in the corner? Well, I, th- I think that, um, well, I mean, it goes down to simple details like like um, just, just saying my name the right way. Right. My name is Enrique. And I learned at a certain point to be like, uh, it's it's en- Enrique. And these ladies were helping me on that yesterday because, yeah. though I'm Puerto Rican, they were helping me say their names correctly. And but yeah, that is a it's like it's like it's a know, powerful slow thing. Slow down yeah. to say my name correctly. If you don't have the bandwidth to say my name, then why would I have a conversation with you? Right. And I and I make people say my name correctly, you know. And so that that's like one piece. But and and that goes even to the music business. You know, we made our first record and we were hitting a bunch of walls and we. Um, Realized that that we could kind of sidestep some of these walls mm. by deleting our names from our bio. So it's not Enrique Juan Carlos Diego in making movies. Just say making movies is a band that has a song. We had a song in English at the time that we were promoting called Pendulum Swing, produced by Steve Berlin of Los Lobos. We're like Los Lobos. Is that too Spanish? No, mm. Los Lobos. They've they've crossed over. We they, we can use those words, right? You know, like right. you can use Encanto right now, and you're probably yeah. be all right. right. There you go. You're okay. So then we deleted everything <laughs> Spanish out of the out of the bio resubmitted to the same curators, radio stations, festivals, and found more success. Yep. And so things like that, um, you know, we've had a venue in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that fought to not let us perform. Um, The headliner, Hooray for the Riff Raff, had invited us on tour. And so we were doing Chicago, doing Madison, Wisconsin, doing a couple other Midwestern places, get to Tulsa, and I didn't realize that the, the promoter was trying to not let us play. He, he owns an Americana venue, and he says, we don't do that kind of music here. Oh, wow. What do you mean? Music with drums, guitar, bass, you don't do that kind of <laughs> you music? You rock? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. And we played, and he came up to me and apologized, and he said, um, I'm really sorry. I fought really hard to not let you perform. And uh, that your team and Hooray for the Riff team wouldn't let me do it. But I, I apologize. You all were great, and, and it really worked with our audience. I'm going to write an apology note to everybody tomorrow. Right. So it's things like that that we've been through that um, at a certain like certain part of my development just made me pissed off as hell. Like I couldn't, I had, you know. Where you like, your eyes kind of open like, shit, this is what I've been doing. This is what we're up yeah. against. Did he That's, write the uh, note? 
Oh, good. Did he write the notes? Uh, yeah, he wrote the. Okay. He wrote it. He wrote it. Because I'll go find him for you. <laughs> <laughs> the fighter speaks. That's what I'm. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's where it's coming out. There, I love it. You know, and it's it's interesting. A uh, former guest of the podcast as well. His name's Nov, and for years I called him Nov, N-A-V, and he's a Sikh. And it was interesting on his podcast, like his episode. I've known him for years at this point. We've done shows together throughout different places, and he actually corrected me, and he's like, "My name is Nov." No. And I was like, one, I felt like the biggest asshole. You know, I'm like, dude, I've known you. Like, how long? Like, I've stayed at your house. Like, I've met your parents and ate dinner with you. And But what he said, it, he was like, I'm not even mad. He's like, it was a personal journey for him. Like, basically what I hear in your own story of, like, yeah. of accepting, like, no, this is what it is. And I need to finally have that confidence in it. And, it, like, even my own journey, because I'm, like, as you know, and, uh, like, I'm a Puerto Rican who doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> I barely, like, I know enough to, like, dance salsa, maybe a little bit merengue, and I love my grandma's, like, empanadas and <laughs> those kind of things. But, like, I realized, like, one thing I was doing when I was, I used to own a roofing company, and I remember wanting to change my name from Miguel to Mike in my emails because I felt like people would respond to me better. And at the time, I had no idea, like, what that was and it, like right. like you said there's you didn't know how to system. name it yeah but, but I, I was like at the time i was just like oh i'm just making a business choice but then you start looking back on it and you're like damn there is this system that's built that as long as you keep those things in the corner you can be successful in this world but it almost takes like this confidence that you guys have of like coming out and saying like no this is who we are and this is what we're building. And then it, it changes the dynamic, which is a powerful thing. Yeah. Very powerful thing. Yeah. So. And the name thing is, I think, probably one of the simplest ways to talk about it. I mean, Bruno Mars is Bruno Martinez. Really? He's Puerto Rican. So it's, yeah. e it's, it's better to succeed being from Mars than from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Well, I mean, full disclosure, like, my, my last name is Caraballo, but I go by Miguel Antonio. And the reason was is because I felt like people would, it would be easier to say. And yeah. so it's like, it's an interesting, now I have to go after this podcast, kind of sit with that for a minute too. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but I, I think it's the journey though. And it's interesting to me where you said like the anger, right? That drove you guys. Now you're in a place of peace, but there's still, like, I feel like there's a whole other level of energy now, of the, impact. There is. And I think part of that too, like part of the, the thing that has helped me come to peace with it is um, we've been doing a music camp for a decade now mm -hmm. uh, in, in a neighborhood with a lot, of, a lot of families with diverse backgrounds, a lot of families with some challenges. Like, it's, it's a low-income neighborhood for a lot of those folks. Six years into it, I bit the bullet and started an organization around it mm -hmm. so that there could be year-round programming. And I'm excited that four years into that journey, we have two spaces and year-round programming and employ you know, up to 20 artists at different moments to impact young people. And I see some folks in the audience who have been a part of that stuff. And what's, what um, I channeled that frustration into action. Mm. And so I can't change the system, but I could help some young people feel empowered and, and start saying their name or all the pieces of their identity, whether it's, it's a gender identity, sexual orientation, ethnicity, just, or just even saying, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a poet. I write lyrics and I'm 14 years old. Like that can be a thing that for the wrong, for the, in, in the wrong family could be something you have to put in a corner right. and not show to the world. Absolutely. And, and just saying, hey, just fully own who you are. I grabbed that frustration and just double down on energy towards that work. And that that's what brings me a sense of peace yeah. is that, well, I can't change everything, but I can make this impact. So in what I can control, I'm going to go as hard as I can humanly go. And it's interesting when I hear in, in all y'all's stories, 
put together in a way is this concept of like, well, maybe you can't change that system, but it's like you guys are just, it's almost like sidestepping it and creating your own system, your own like fresh world where it's like the other system's gonna have to fucking catch up at some point because they're like, wow, you know, like how you guys are pushing out there, I think is an inspiring way to do it. Because I, I know for me, I, I got in this like activist kind of mentality, but it was all just like fucking rage, right? Like, yeah. And like it started eating me alive to where I had to figure out, and it was actually a friend of mine, he said, yeah, I stopped like all the arguing online. I stopped all the arguing like with my friends at bars and I decided kind of like you said, how do we put it into action? Kind of like you ladies did of like, okay, I'm gonna really make a true difference. And then in me, it's like taking those steps, it seems like more joy. And it seems like you guys have this like joy and freedom about what you're doing. I love it. it. it, it I, I absolutely agree it's more joy. I, I paused all that too. You know, like like getting online and talking about political issues and entering the discourse there because it just wasn't effective. Right. And and, and so what, what it is it? It takes up like whole Saturdays of your life. You're like, yeah. Jesus, man. And, and I don't know, are you really making a change? But, but maybe with a 15-year-old person, and it's not about politics, it's not about any of that. It's just about allowing a person to fully express themselves. Right. And, and maybe when they become an adult, they won't be so easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what we need. We need a society of people that can't be manipulated by, by um, selfish leaders. And, and I think that when people feel empowered, they, they're, they're not so easily manipulated. And I gotta say something else too about the album. I, I was very, very inspired by what, what you uh, were, were talking about to empower women. Um, part of the album is dedicated to women in our lives who have have helped us uh, grow and been a part of that. I mean, we were kind of idiots. I mean, we were, I was just my, my little sister's dating right now. You know, she's 24, and, and, and she's like, well, th this guy is really good conver converse conversationalist. And, and what I responded to, I was like, yeah, but you're comparing him against other guys. That's you, your fault. For, you, you, that was your first mistake. It's like we're all not we're idiots. <laughs> like you, you, like you need to compare against something different than just because he's good compared to other guys doesn't mean anything. Like, <laughs> that was a joke, but but I but but to say a true thing that without you know, it was my my grandmothers, um, mothers, sisters, but also some these these women that we met in our journeys, like um, a, a woman from Chicago that we became close with. One of my friends from from Denver, who's on the record, uh, she sings in a band called Tennis. We met when we were teenagers, and like, it's not that they knew the inner workings of my mind or my daily life, but at certain times they would just say the right thing. We hadn't talked for two months, mm. and they would just bring a bit of wisdom down that was exactly what I needed to hear to not fall apart. Right. And so um, there's a song called Porcelina, and a song called Nos Entenderan. Nos Entenderan's directly. Um, dedicated and about Berta Cáceres, who's a Central American uh, environmental activist who was murdered for, for her activism. And, you know, that, that, that spirit of, of both coming to peace with ourselves and also realizing how many guides we've had along the journey, some men, you know, like Los Lobos and Ruben Blades and folks like that, but also these women that deserve to be put on the same pedestal and praised and elevated for their willingness to, uh, you know, Teach us some shit we needed to hear. Right. You know? like, <laughs> so thank you all. To, to cut through the noise of all the guyness. They, yeah. They, they brought it. Now, did you guys plan this? Because that's like a perfect like connection there. Yeah. No, it's yeah, perfect. You, did, you did, really didn't? so hyped. My watch went off and said my heart rate was above 100. And yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm dying, guys. She's like, yeah. Somebody, somebody let's let's get out there and change some shit. I, love I was like, yeah, you hyped me up. I love it. You're a vibe. And uh, you're very inspirational as well. So thanks. I'm so excited to be here with you. Oh, uh, thank you. Well, thank you for what you all are doing. Kansas City, we started a band. 
12 years ago, Kansas City didn't have stuff like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're putting together a festival September 10th, and it, it, it'll mix uh, both our band's message. It's called Celebrate Americana. We misspell the word Americana to say, kind of based on that experience of that Tulsa venue, yo, it includes us, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean it doesn't include bluegrass music and folk music, but, but we're part of the American right. music story, whether you're thinking about the hemisphere or just thinking about this nation, Salsa music is New York City immigrants. Mm-hmm. You know, Selena is Texas music. Like, there's a lot of pieces of the story that are as, as American as, as Bob Dylan. And they've impacted the globe, yet they're kind of set into a corner. Right. So, Celebrate Americana, September 10th at Grinders, and we'll have vendors, so we should talk. Boom. Youth from the, from nice. the program performing. That's awesome. And a diverse group of artists, some Grammy-winning folks, will announce the lineup July 1st. But, you know, hold that date. It'll be a festival like this that we're going to build up a different scene in Kansas City than what I think has been here before. That's awesome. That's awesome. What we need. I love that a lot of what's coming through in your art sounds like this, this personal journey you've been on, you know. And what are, what are some practices you do? Like, is it meditation? Is it journaling? Is it just study? What, what are some practices for you to help you develop your own self and your own internal, like, uh, understanding? Um, so, p- a- a- alongside having amazing mentors, right? So, you know, choose wisely the folks in your life um, who can mentor you and, and really listen. And uh, the other lesson I've learned is, is when a mentor tells you t- something that you apply it, remember and write them an email or call them and thank them about what you've mm-hmm. learned. And then the, you, you'll have that mentor for life. If you say, hey, you know, you told me two years ago that I should study this or do this. Check out what happened. I did, and I bore, I bore this fruit. So just thanking the people of gratitude for the, those who, who have come before you. Um, I, that is a practice, I think. And I also do transcendental meditation. And okay. that's been a, a few years of that that has helped me kind of lower my stress level and, and try to um, get to that place. And, and it's, it's some of this study that I've been doing as I started this not-for-profit. Because we were, we were having an impact. In, and there's a small community. It's 40 kids would come to a one-week music camp, yet some parents would say, this changed my son, this transformed my child, this, et cetera. And we're like, transform your child? We're numb nuts running a one-week music <laughs> camp. How the hell did we transform your child? So I had to reverse engineer it to go, right. what is happening? And, and so I started speaking to art therapists and, and reading articles, asking um, addiction recovery specialists, and you know, learning things about just the mechanics of the human body, right? When, when you have... When you've had trauma, your your fight or flight button is just yeah. turned on, mm-hmm. and and depending how much you have, how how hard that button is stuck on, mm-hmm. and that gives you cortisol. Cortisol impedes a lot of really healthy processes in the brain. Well, part of what happens with music is is that you you can pour dopamine into the brain in a in a really healthy way. There's mm-hmm. other ways to pour dopamine into the right. brain that are very unhealthy, and human beings will naturally seek out what they need. If their brain is on fire because the button is stuck up, they're gonna seek it out, mm-hmm. right? Like those indigenous tribes that eat dirt, and then the scientists study them and go, "Wait, you were missing the minerals in this." The human body will tell you, "I need this," and women know that because when the second you all are pregnant, you all tap into that full force <laughs> and say, "My body needs this mineral," and you go pursue it subconsciously. Right. That's what a child who's been through trauma does. Mm-hmm. They subconsciously pursue what their body needs, and so. Our job as, as um, leaders is to create healthy ways to get that. And, and so through that, I also started doing, so back to the question of other practices, 
some neurofeedback work. What's that? No, I'm not familiar with neurofeedback. Neurofeedback is where you you um, are measuring the, the the things that your brain is firing, uh -huh. and you're practicing the muscle of firing certain frequencies that are either more more healthy for productivity or the things like nice. that. Talk therapy is generally based on this idea to figure out what went wrong, talk it out so I can overcome it. But when something went wrong, your brain may physiologically be functioning different. Like mm -hmm. the machine is sputtering. And neurofeedback, the concept is, what if we just change the mechanics? Right. Oh, your, your brain is sputtering. I, I'm not going to say the right stuff, but maybe your theta waves are not where they need to be. Or this, this brain wave is way too high. Right. So you play a video game with stuff connected to your brain. I guess that's what they do on the road. This is what you guys are doing when you're touring. Yeah, like in, in the, the van, we like, do this. <laughs> but video, instead of like, you know, Call of Duty with your brain we're playing, playing video games. I love it, though. We're playing Europe. No, I've just that, been doing this a couple sessions of it, but it's pretty profound stuff and maybe something that we'll explore as we continue to explore this journey of how does music and trauma and the, they're interconnected. They're interconnected for thousands of years of human history, mm -hmm. but how can we present that actual connection in a way that funders understand it right. so that they'll support it. Because if you are, hey, I'm an immigrant artist and I want some funding to do my arts program, they will certainly put you in a corner. But if you say, right. I, am, I am attacking trauma, which the whole world went through for two years, and I'm attacking with, with scientifically proven ways right. to empower young people, I don't need to know the science because I see the kid. And I, I remember what they're like when I met them. I remember what they're like after they came through the program. Yeah, It's obvious. But sometimes I need that reinforcement to get the resources necessary to impact more kids. So that's I'm, I'm doing that research that's for myself. That's a great insight of like how that like sets the tone. And it reminds me of like C, uh, it's like CBT, like cognitive behavioral therapy, where it's like same kind of thing. You can talk through things, or like for me, it's like more an action-based thing to be to become mentally healthy. I'm I have OCD, and so like there's a season in my life where I couldn't like have people like touch me. I couldn't like I, I I would lock myself in my room. Like germs were a thing. But it was all about like exposure. So like if this thing freaked me out, I had to like hold it until it didn't freak me out anymore. And you're actually the way they described it, it's like you're actually rewiring your brain. And it sounds like that's kind of the process, maybe even more intentional of a process of rewiring the shit that's broken in that's, our in our brains, right? That's that's absolutely it. it yeah. Our brains are amazing, they can do that. They actually we figured out that we can rewire our brains because of a musician who had a brain injury. Pat Martino, a jazz guitar oh, player. Yes, and then... And he was able to relearn how to play the guitar using parts of the brain that weren't supposed to know how to handle that stuff. Those The cells, like, adjusted and... And he learned it from his own records. And he learned it from his own records. And so <laughs> our brains are amazing. If you ever feel like, man, my brain's not functioning right, I'm stuck like this, you're not. You right. can rewire it. And Pat was not a young man. He was an older man when he went through that journey. So let's all protect our, our brains. I mean, all that right. stuff, dementia, Alzheimer's. Like, trauma is directly linked to all that. Yeah. So if, if any of you all take away something from here, buy my records, go see my band. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Five o'clock at the Fountain City State. <laughs> uh, outside of that, protect your mind. Yeah. I mean, that's at the end, that's all you have. And your mind is directly linked to the health of your body, and you can exercise it. Music's one of the most amazing ways. It's my personal favorite way, but there are others. Lean in. It's worth it. Yeah. I love it. And what I hear, honestly, a thread through all of y'all is the difference between talking and action. And like even, and not that I think talk therapy is bad. Like I've, I've no, gone no, through good. that as well. Yeah. There, there's a, but there comes a point where 
talking only does so much, right? Yeah. There, there yeah. comes a point. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. We're I was gonna say, I think action creates an avenue for creativity. Sorry, okay. Right. I think action, action creates, by, by picking the actionable route, you allow yourself to get creative. And that's another form of therapy. That's another form of expression. And so, yes, talking about it is great, but when you can actually do something with it, you suddenly are, you know, fulfilling a need, but also getting like a plus one, you know, because you're getting a chance to, to yeah, to create, to explore. And, and, and little do you know, that actually just heals you, I think, at a faster rate than just talking about it. Right. No, I love it. I love it. Well, um, unfortunately, we only have like five minutes left. So I've been, I've been used to, I'm used to like being able to get like Enrique is, uh, Enrique, did I say it right? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, so I need to learn. But Enrique's podcast with me, I think we went for about an hour or so. And right. just, we talked everything from like theories of religion to creativity to all sorts of things and went all around the place. I'm used to that. Um, but so I'm hoping to have you back again. I'm hoping to have you ladies on separate podcasts, like longer. And we'll get Erica in there as well. Yes. She's like, no. <laughs> yeah, you know you want to be in there. That'd be cool. So, and, and we don't have to censor anything. You can say what you want. It's okay. okay. She'll love that. <laughs> um, but I typically end each podcast with asking question, the two questions uh, that center around the podcast, live and create. And so we're going to try to do it in like five-ish minutes. Okay. And so maybe think of your answer. I, in the podcast, it's longer. There's more space for it. Uh, but in your answer, let's try to think if you're going to write your answer on like a graphic that you're going to share on your website, <laughs> How, what, what would your answer be? Okay, so okay. let's start with the first one. We'll start with you, Sylvia. Oh, gosh. And are, are you going to start with Enrique? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, start with Enrique. Thinking. All right, here All right, we go. I got it. So uh, we'll go this way. So right now, and it'll be interesting to hear your answer right now because you've already answered this question like a year ago. And I think everyone progresses and learns and grows. Anyways, right now, how would you define living a great life? I may have answered it this way last time, but um, one of my mentors, Ruben Blades, he, um, he took us out to lunch right before things shut down, right as we started making this album. And he gave us advice. He knew that we were, we were up against some challenges, and, and he just said this. I don't know what happiness is, so I don't know what living a great life is, but I do know this. If your thoughts, words, actions, and emotions are aligned, that's as close as I've ever been to it. So I would say that that, to me, hmm. is living a great life. And that's a powerful statement. I truly think that was your answer. On, I, think on it the, I think it really was the same answer. That's, that's a powerful, powerful thing. Like, I love that. Um, how about for you, Veronica? Yeah, yeah, I think my answer here is, particularly for women also, but... Um, proactively and intentionally creating uh, the space to enjoy the things you enjoy in life, like creating a space to, to live life in joy. I think that's my answer. I love it. That's awesome. Sylvia? Ooh, I'm so bad at these things when I get put on the spot. I would say... And it's tough when I'm like, is, hey, could you put it on a graphic, like yeah. two cents? I would say it would, it would be something along the lines of be bold, don't be afraid and just go for it. Like, just just jump off the cliff. Whatever it is you're going to do, just, like, go for it. I love it. That's awesome. Now for the last question, and we'll go back to Enrique. Give you guys a chance. Yeah. Go in there. You, you got this. You got it. You're on it. You're on it. Um, right now in your life, how would you define creating great things? How would I define creating? Great things. Creating great things. 
I think that at this at this point in my life, creating creating great things is a journey for me to learn how to best empower others. Mm -hmm. Even our band is this small team of creators that are creating together, and how to get out of the way, mm. but be but but uh, do those those things that only I can do, and allow everyone else to do those things that that they're best suited to do. Mm. Um, so that I think that that's it is like creating that web for others. That's really cool. And I think it's really cool just the synergy, I feel, of what all you guys are doing. And I, uh, it'll be interesting to see what partnerships can happen for you guys because I hear that same empowerment message through what you guys have shared. But So right now, Veronica, how yeah. would you define creating great things? Similar to what you just said, I think creating great things for me right now means um, creating things for others, being aware of the needs and, and being inspired by those and somehow finding a way to fulfill fulfill those uh, you know you might fail but I think it's the intention and the love that you pour into that that um, ends up it, it, it ends up working out eventually maybe it's you know draft number three of the idea that you had but as long as it's love and intention and, and the willingness to help others and serve that um, ends up by default being a great thing I love it I would, How about you? I would oh, simplify my answer to after hearing yours I was like oh what I meant to say is like building great teams yeah. That's a simpler nice. way to say it. It's like you, you nothing happens as an island, and mm. right. and like learning how to create great things, you, is, you have to build a great team first. I love it. I love it. Sylvia? Um, I feel like I might have taken it maybe a little bit of a different route of creating great things for me. That's very creative of what you. <laughs> well done. When you said that, I, I think of my kids. I have three kids. Um, and by creating great things with them, I teach them to be thankful that we're here be thankful for what we have because not a lot of people have even what we do and we may not have much but like we have this guys and they love so hard and you know like I, I try to teach them those things because I remem remember that I'm created these little people and I'm bringing them into this scary world and if I can do this little three people in this world teach them to be the best people they can be I'm creating a little bit better place and I so then it. they'll spread out and do a little bit better. Oh, so I do that with my kids. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is, um, so for Live and Create, this podcast has been going for about, we're, I think next week, episode 90 or 91 drops. There's several in the can already ready to go. This is going to be on there as well. Um, I've tried to stop it, but then I couldn't. And what I found is, like, just me personally, I, I realize, like, if even if it doesn't, like, get big, I want to keep doing it because... Honestly, right now, I feel emotional, um, I feel inspired, and I feel like I need to sit by myself for like an hour and a half just to think about the things we discuss, and that's what happens after so many conversations on this podcast, so thank you guys for doing that. Um, I'm going to do a quick promo of my stuff, and then I'm going to throw it to you to promo, and then throw it to you to promo as well, uh, but so Live and Create, I also front a band called Run With It. Uh, everything's at runwiththeband.net or at runwiththeband. That's where the podcast releases through. So definitely check that out. Um, a lot of conversations like this happening uh, within it. And then our band plays over here right after Making Movies. Making Movies 5 to 545, right? Fountain Stage. And then my band's 545 over here at the park, park stage or Propaganda. Anyways. I'll let you guys take it. Let them know how they can connect with you. and you be, yeah. Absolutely. You can connect with us. So our website is caselatina.com. Uh, you can shop for our items there, read our bios, our stories there. We're also on Instagram, parami.us. Um, we engage with the community every Wednesday. We go live for that wind down Wednesdays. 
Come and bitch about what you want, whatever you want. 8.30 p.m. Um, <laughs> 8.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, so that's one of the ways, two ways you can connect with us. And, of course, we're here all evening till 11 o'clock in our booth. Again, right across the street from the porta-potties. <laughs> <laughs> well, very nice. Hey, Miguel, proud of what you're doing here. This Thanks is great. Man. This is great. So my band, Making Movies, performs 5 o'clock at the Fountain Stage. You can find us websites makingmovies.world. You scroll down to the bottom, you can see the, the not, link to the not-for-profit art as mentorship. Uh, Making Movies is also on Instagram. It's at makingmovies.world. We just had to restart our Instagram because Mr. Sorry. Mark Zuckerberg won't pick up my phone call about the issue we were having what with the other ass. one. What never returns yeah, calls. He never like, does. Geez. So um, follow us on the new Instagram account. Uh, we just started a couple days ago. And yeah, makingmovies.world. We'll see you at the Fountain Stage. If you have young people that want to be involved in music stuff, we're doing all kinds of programs. It's been all free thus far. And if you're a musician and you participate in it, you're talking about building a little world. We're trying to build a world that is not, is not based on the same like profit structures. So um, the recording studio is totally free. The creativity is the currency. So how hard you work in the programs or if you help us mentor young people, it could be a resource for you as well. So we have a recording studio, a programming space. Keep in touch. We'll see you at 5 o'clock. Awesome. Thank you guys for hanging out. I appreciate it. Live and Create Podcast. One more time, make some noise to live and create podcasts live. We are live and lit at Boulevardia. I made that more difficult than I needed to. I'm sorry. My name is Hartzell. One more time. That was, man, every time you talk, man, I've had Enrique on this show a few times. I've had Miguel on my show. Every single time, I'm like, man, I had an idea where I thought this was going to go, but, like, this walk was so much better. Man, so, yeah, make some more noise. This is fantastic. All right, all right, uh, let's see our next. Thank you for listening to the Live and Create podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe and leave a comment or a review. The Live and Create podcast.